Welcome to Tart Club. Turgid Tomes is a wanton book club where we get together every other Wednesday to eat, drink, and discuss the latest romantical read. If you happened upon this podcast and don't like the F word or boners, now's your chance to GTFO. This is your official explicit content warning. This podcast is highly inappropriate and listener discretion is advised. You missed me. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I keep saying yes to this? Why do I keep coming back? What's wrong with me? I think you had me at smutness. I'm like, yes, I would like to do this. You're number one on the smutness list. I like that I can be a part of that. (laughs) Let me think. I was going to ask you something. No, it's gone. All right. Let's get, are you ready? ready? Greetings, fellow tarts. Ashley here head hussy in charge i'd like to welcome everyone to the smut miss spectacular all december long we will be giving the gift of smut excellent we're kicking things off with this week's book ice planet barbarians by ruby dixon and we have heather back with us to discuss hey heather hey ashley how are you oh you know <laughs> you know <laughs> you know I'm excited to be here for Smutmas. Yes, Merry Smutmas. Merry Smutmas. Smut, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> so last time you were on, we covered spoiler alert. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You and I received advanced reader copies of the sequel, All the Feels. Yes. I loved it. Loved it. I liked it way better than I like spoiler alert even more yes you found some of the characters problematic I remember <laughs> uh, honestly just annoying <laughs> it's just like uh. it's annoying the chapter that we don't talk about in spoiler alert yeah, yeah that chapter <laughs> that chapter oh yeah there was no um yeah no that she didn't continue trolling everyone with a fairy tale role play at the end of all the feels so glad that Did that she? died no 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 wait no 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 okay <laughs> no no <laughs> absolutely not alex and lauren yes all the feels is alex and lauren's story and you get a little bit of that in spoiler alert but it's just it's so much better yeah. i do actually think the sequel far surpassed and i love spoiler alert so this one was even better. In case anyone out there was wondering, we would both definitely recommend reading All the Feels by Olivia Dade. Yes, it was published October 26th, so it should be out for anyone that wants to pick up a copy now. Yes, that's an update on that series. Have you been reading anything else you're liking lately? Yeah, so one I recently read, it was called The Matchmaker's Lonely Hearts. It's by Nancy Campbell Mm, Allen. Okay. Um, I first found her books. She wrote a steampunk fairy tale retelling series that was a lot of fun. It had a lot of paranormal um, elements as well as steampunk fairy tales. Which What's that series called? That is the first book is called the, the Beauty and the Clockwork Beast. Oh, okay. So it starts off with the Beauty and the Beast retelling, and I think there are only like three books so far in that series. I'm not sure if it's continuing, um, but it's really good. It's probably just fairy tale steampunk series don't know exactly what that was called but she had a new one that came out it's still um i think it was regency era no it's victorian era the matchmaker's only heart and it's a woman that is very into murder mysteries she's in the society they have like this mystery book club kind of thing and there's a detective trying to solve a murder and he uses her as a way into this group to like, you know, investigate. And it's very, it's a clean, proper romance. So there's not the smut. So if you're there for the smut, she's not for you. Yeah, no. But I really did. I did enjoy that read. And, you know, every once in a while, you don't necessarily need all of the smut all of the time. But that's what smut misses for. So don't read this one for smut. Yes. No, this is not a smut miss title. <laughs> yeah, but that's probably... Um, the last romance read that I've really like really gotten into in the last few weeks. Okay. Oh, um, your Instagram. Mm-hmm. So last time, last time you were on, yes, we had a goal. You said two hundred because you're a crazy person. <laughs> well, I think I said I started like twenty or something, and then I guess it was offensive, and I was like, oh, how does that work? 
I don't know how it works because I'm an elder millennial. I don't fucking know. <laughs> You're an elder millennial. All I remember is the basics of our conversation went along the lines of, you know, you get 200 followers by the end of the year. And I said, I'd be happy with 20. Okay. Okay. As we're recording this, it is October 1st. And I have 22 followers. So I've made my goal. Yay. I'm so excited. Yeah. Maybe 25 by smutness. <laughs> yes. Okay. Everyone listening. The goal for Heather is to get at least 25 followers on her bookstagram by Christmas. Okay, what's what's your bookstagram handle? It's Musing Metzger. There's an underscore, Musing underscore Metzger. All right, and if you're not sure about that, I'm including it in the show notes. And I'll, I'll also include it in the, um, in the show description. I'll link it. Perfect, yes. Yeah, come on, let's go. Excellent. Let's go, let's get it done. Get me some more followers. <laughs> I got 20 and I literally, I turned to a coworker who has listened to some of our podcasts and she knows some of oh the God. stuff and my crazy <laughs> Instagram, bookstagram life. And I just turned around and I was like, I got 20. And she knew what I was talking about. She was so excited. I was like, yes, it was a good moment. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh God. She actually like listens. <laughs> it's so- yes. I convinced several of my office mates to listen to our. I bet they're the only people listening. <laughs> Moving right along, let's get into the drinks. What did you pick for Ice Planet Barbarians? So I was looking around for blue drinks because obviously blue yeah, aliens, yeah. but I got very tired of looking for things with something that wasn't orange flavored. Mm-hmm. So I went with an ice theme. It's called Ice Pick. Basically, it's vodka loaded iced tea. So it's two ounces of vodka and mix it with iced tea and lemon sugar to taste so store-bought iced tea is this your own recipe it is and you can do it with two ounces of vodka or tequila i prefer vodka um just with the taste of the um the iced tea so you can do fresh brewed store-bought you know fast food iced tea wherever you want to get it and then any sugar or lemon to taste you have a you have a guest hi kitten ah get out of here (laughs) She's on Lisa's books. Get <laughs> off of those. She wants to be a guest. So what's your drink for this book, Ashley? I am so excited. <sighs> okay. All right. Let me bust this bib out. Yes. It looks like shit now because it's been sitting here melting. It has. But it's blue. You did it. <laughs> it's blue as hell. <laughs> so what's in your drink? Okay. So this is a concoction I came up with. I wasn't sure what to call it. I just, I was like, all right, the blue barbarian. Yes perfect it's bright blue it's like a bright blue slushy is what it looks like yes that's exactly what it looks yes. like yes well you can tell like mine's melted <laughs> but okay it's been sitting by for a while yeah, it's been sitting by for like an hour it's fine so it's called the blue barbarian mm-hmm. i just kind of putzed around so i took a mini bottle of raspberry vodka mm-hmm. and let's see mini bottle of raspberry vodka you know the the ice sparkling waters yeah they're like mm-hmm. this okay so i got a lemon lime ice sparkling water put a smidge of that it's all to taste honestly i mean i i use the whole mini bottle just dump that shit right in there and then just everything else is to taste so you're gonna use lemon lime ice sparkling water juice of half a lime and then a splash of blue curacao mm-hmm. It's like a citrus liqueur um, and it is very blue. That is where you, where the color comes in. So the flavor mix. Yeah. You're going to put it in a blender, dump the ice in there, blend it, make it a slushy. It tastes like a blue freeze pop. (gasps) Yay. (laughs) It's weird. I'm like, were we, were we just like sucking on alcohol when we were kids? Cause it's literally tastes the same. Yes. I mean, see, but I'm sure like if I went to go like have an ice pop now, it wouldn't be the exact same, but my memory of it, it's like very reminiscent of a blue freeze pop. Yes. And I say do everything to taste because Mm. I like the way it tastes. It tastes like a blue freeze pop to me, but someone else might, you know, they might think it's too sweet. Want to add something else. I'm not a mixologist at all. So I just kind of threw it together with stuff like off the top of my head. I was like, okay, well, what what would go together? I like citrus. I like fruit flavors. Mm-hmm. It has to be blue. It has to be blue. How can I make this happen? And then I happen to have 
uh, quite a few, most of the ingredients at my house anyway. So I just kind of threw it together. Just threw it together. Yeah. I like it. Look at us being mixologists this week. Yeah. I made it up myself. I know. Yes. All right. So those are our drinks. Oh, so the snack on this one. Mm -hmm. Jerky. Jerk beef jerky has to be had. (laughs) That's all I know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Dehydrated meat. I'm just going to do a charcuterie board right. with jerky and some other stuff. I think some like nuts, you know, real basic stuff. Yes. The hunter and scavenger lifestyle of the barbarians. But the bougie, bougie barbarians with your charcuterie board. I was reading the book and I was trying, I was, I was like, all right, what the, what the fuck kind of snack am I going to do for this? It's like dried meat, dried meat. They eat a lot of meat product. Yeah. Mate. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I'll make it, I'll make a charcuterie because, you know, we'll include some vegetarian options in there. So just keep an eye on the Instagram page because that's where I post the sipping snacks to see what the hell I come up with because I have no idea. It'll be exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It'll be a surprise. Even from yourself. <laughs> I I surprise myself all the time. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to, how am I going to do that? Oh, no. All right. All right. I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> this is in the house. You. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about the author. Ruby Dixon writes science fiction romance. She likes faded mates, baby-filled epilogues, and cinnamon roll heroes. She always likes to write biographies of herself in the third person because it feels more important that way. (laughs) Ruby also loves coffee and dirty books and will probably be a cat lady at some point. Hell yeah. One of us. One of us. Let's see here. It looks like she has around six series and one of them is about a motorcycle club. (laughs) This is, I I just, it's like, I just found this niche in the genre, the motorcycle clubs. You've never seen the motorcycle clubs. Wow. Well, I saw one somewhere and now they're everywhere. Yes. So I bet this one will probably be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I think, it. yeah, I might check it out. I'm probably going to check it out. And as usual, I got all that from the author's Goodreads page. Okay, let's bust this book report out. Homework. Warm it up. Get ready. Here we go. Okay. How would you summarize this book? The summary I wrote is thus. A cargo load of captive Earth women are dumped on a hawk-like planet in a solar system far, far away. The natives resemble the Navi, but with a ridiculous amount of ridges. Vectal, chief of the Sequi, meets Georgie, leader of women, and they have many icy adventures and loads of interspecies sex. (laughs) Accurate. I see no lies. No lies detected. No lies. What did you write for your summary? I don't like the giggle. I don't trust it. (laughs) Okay. All right. So oh, I, I had a very darkly humorous moment. <laughs> I summed it up in a sentence. So it's get trafficked or knocked up by blue aliens. <laughs> That's accurate. That's short and sweet. We're done here, right? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> Were there any quotes that you liked? Any good quotes? I do like about this book that Ruby Dixon as the author was very aware of her genre. Oh yeah. And she was very aware that she is writing sci-fi alien human interspecies sex smut. Hell right? yeah. <laughs> so she's got like her characters just have these lines that are very enjoyable. And I, I like them a lot. One was just ridiculous. Vectal is describing Georgie as like a human like trying to sell his his barbarians you know on these finding women as mates yes so he's like i don't want to give them a lot of information but then he's like she has fur in one spot on her body on her sex and a third nipple yes oh my god that's <laughs> in mine too <laughs> every single time he calls the clitoris a third nipple I just lost my shit. Like, I spent a lot of time giggling over this book. It was ridiculous. Third nipple. Third nipple. The other quote that I found very enjoyable, Georgie's gone back to her women and she's told them that she's pregnant. 
and then Liz, like one of my favorite characters yes. in the story, aside from the main people. Mm-hmm. Georgie's like, you know, odd oh, flesh comes over my face. To be fair, I thought you couldn't make me pregnant if I if it was interspecies sex. So Liz points out, a Great Dane can still make a Chihuahua pregnant. Guess which one you are. I'm like, <laughs> those are my favorite. I was just, I got so, I got a lot of enjoyment out of some of the lines. It was genuinely funny. It really was, but not in like a, a groany, I can't believe I'm reading this way, but like in a truly. It didn't take itself seriously at all. It's like, I don't want to be caught reading this in public because I'm just laugh snorting the whole time. Yeah. Those were two of my favorites. Okay. What quotes did you find enjoyable? I'm pretty sure the third nipple one's in there somewhere. The third nipple. I mean, they fucking can't. And he like he describes it like two or three different times. Like it's not just the one time. Yeah. Uh, I forget what part this is at, but I think it's Georgie kind of having like an internal thought. I feel like there's an alien bingo card somewhere that just got checked off. Horns check. Tail <laughs> check. Crazy ass cock check check check. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> the alien smut genre alien romance i was like there is this is it it's not a bingo card it's a checklist for alien romance it's happening it really yes every every alien romance you gotta have weird pecker yeah they gotta have like a tail yes or something and then you know they gotta look different they have to be humanoid humanoid but in not like different enough yes to be alien exactly so that i was like she right she right she right (laughs) okay someone used this line in a review in a negative light i thought this was funny (laughs) as shit because it's (laughs) literally she is literally poking fun (laughs) at her own book Mm -hmm. i think it's after georgie and bechdahl i think it's after they have their meeting their greeting and georgie says she's thinking in her head it wasn't a monster come to eat me it was this monster who's come to eat me out <laughs> like who, who fucking says that i laughed and then someone else was just so like this fucking shit and they used that line specifically to to shit talk and i was like that shit's funny yeah if i went through these reviews and i read that line and i didn't know shit about this book i would giggle (laughs) and go add it to my tbr (laughs) yeah no honestly like narrowing down good quotes for this book was hard as fuck because it's like it is just full of so many gems like it really yeah i did not honestly i'm going to tell you the truth when you recommended like we read this book i'm just like but 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 and I am so glad we did because it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's funny as shit. And Ruby Dixon does not take herself seriously. No. Like, at all. <laughs> and the sarcasm was on point, which we'll get to that in favorite parts. Actually, now that I remember it, I don't have a direct quote. Whenever, mm-hmm. <laughs> I notice whenever he's he's describing her, either like in his head or to someone else, he's, he's straight mm-hmm. up just... Oh, disgusting five fingers Ooh, shudder and just fucking and then he makes fun of her pubes it's like you have three fingers buddy like what are you talking about she's like oh this little tuft of fur huh nonsensical adorable i'm like what it, oh my god <laughs> then he goes on to talk about third nipples so and how she doesn't have ridges and she's such a weak little thing her flat forehead <laughs> he says that she has dead eyes <laughs> That's right, because they don't have the blue. They don't have the queen, so her eyes aren't glowing. So he refers to her dead eyes. My mate and her dead eyes. I forgot about her dead eyes. I'm like, damn, okay. Rude. Don't hold back. <laughs> all right, one more, one more. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right, all right. Yeah, it was pretty good. <sighs> okay. This is Georgie when Bechdahl and she make it back to the cargo vessel to rescue the other women. Mm-hmm. This is Georgie. I don't think he's going to greet the others with oral sex, but you never know. <laughs> I mean, this is Vectal we're talking about. Who knows? All right. Those are some pretty good quotes. Let's get on. Uh, what was your favorite part? Uh, so many. Okay, so we're talking about the humor of the story. And this author, she is writing in this weird niche genre of romance with like sci-fi alien smut. And it's like she knows, though. Yeah. So it's like there's a part, it's later in the story, 
so he's going down on her and he calls it the dew on her dew on my tongue and so georgie inside her own little brain is like love do we have got to work on your love words <laughs> things like that they're just they're so brilliant and hilarious it's like she knows what she's writing and she is totally okay with playing it up yeah so i like that and also identifying like in a lot of stories you find like if there's the alpha male you know in paranormal romance or in sci-fi romance there's this alpha like must protect weak little woman and they're like this big bad you know in this case blue barbarian in this one it's specifically worded in the book that the women are weak they're surviving on this planet they're freezing cold they haven't had food and also the planet turns out is killing them until they get this magical quee yeah so they're weak because not because they're women and oh poor little delicate females have to be protected but they're literally dying yeah so she gives them a reason to be weak and honestly it makes them come off stronger because mm -hmm. they're literally dying and they're, they're dying. having to make like really tough choices because mm -hmm. it's like okay if i take this quee i can't leave and they're gonna knock me up right or i can just wait here and probably die and or just get picked back up by the little green men and traffic yeah so what was your favorite part first and foremost the cover this shit right here <laughs> listen and i'm not talking about this is being re-released i think it's a special edition with like an extra scene or chapter or something i'm not talking about that cover but also side note that looks like a ya fantasy cover some kid's gonna stumble across that shit and learn way too much <laughs> they're, they're gonna be asking their parents What's a third nipple? And have to learn about third nipples. You know, they're going to read that and their parents are going to have some really awkward explaining to do. No, I'm talking about this raunch ass shit <laughs> right here. This cover. And it'll, it's on the Instagram. I do my little, I'm very proud of my little bookstagram picture setups that I do. <laughs> Even though they're awful, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I put a picture of the cover on the Instagram if, if you haven't seen it already. This cracks me up. It is the most corny, ridiculous cover. It's just so over the top. And I literally have set this on the coffee table in my living room, face up for anyone that comes in to see. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I think I need to do that. It's definitely going to be a conversation starter. It's something. Or they're just going to feel really uncomfortable. Like, oh my God. Which could be the goal. Oh my God. Does she know she left out her porn? Does she know? <laughs> Should we hide it? Should we turn it upside down? What I would find interesting <laughs> if it's like ever found face down, like someone's come into your home and like, like, no. Oh, clutch their pearls real quick and flipped it over. I know. Exactly. <laughs> That's first okay. cover. Great. So when everyone was talking about this book, I was like, eh, meh, meh. I'm not super into alien romance, but all right, every once in a while, keep it spicy. Let, let's read about a weird dinger donger. Why not? There's always something special included. So, <laughs> so when people were talking about this book, Ice Planet Barbarians, first of all, the name, ridiculous. Then I saw the cover. And you fell in love? And I was like, well, fuck, I gotta know. I need to read it right now. And then you thought, hey, let's rope Heather into it. <laughs> yeah. But who, who can I prick into reading this with me? It's going to be great. More favorite parts. Let's roll. The cargo vessel crash landing. And when they hit the zero gravity and there's literally just like poop blobs floating around. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm literally envisioning them like swimming oh through the God. air, like avoiding blobs of shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> While they're trying to fight this guard and also not die because they're crash landing. <laughs> it's like an Alanis Morissette song. <laughs> it figures. <laughs> you know, someone just needs to have headphones on playing that. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that. How did I forget about this shit in space? Oh, you blocked it out. <laughs> I honestly, I must have. <laughs> you were reading it on your lunch break and you blocked it out. <laughs> I did. I took this book to my lunch break. Have no book shame. <laughs> no. One of my other favorite parts was when he, uh -huh. he's describing her to the other men with her third nipple and uh -huh. shudder five fingers uh -huh. and dead eyes. <laughs> <laughs> gross, gross. <laughs> Okay, so when he's explaining the differences between the sequi and the humans, and then Brahash goes, 
oh god she's deformed she's lucky Vectal even wants anything to do with her <laughs> she would be lucky to have you she's deformed obviously <laughs> choice she needs to just shut up and gets what she gets <laughs> I was like you guys are awful you're just talking about how fucking ugly they are and then you're also trying to impregnate them so what the fuck well, they haven't met them yet. Yeah. They're, I think at that point, like the other men aren't really sold on this whole, like, you know. They're not sold on Georgie. Yeah, they're not. It's yeah. like, we get one of those, we don't want it. Yeah, like just, <laughs> like, no, thank you. It's ugly. That's pretty much the vibe they were giving off. They're like, uh, who, huh? As soon as they heard, <laughs> mateable females. Yeah. Shit, they didn't hear that. They just heard females and they're like, huh, what? huh spawn <laughs> and then as soon as they see georgie and then beckles trying to explain their anatomy they're like Ugh. again you know his his people are vectiles people are dying out yeah. and having the females that they can impregnate now is is going to be good for their survival but at the same time they're also like well they're deformed but okay this is what we got guess i'll take one for the team <laughs> i guess so if i gotta but yeah, that's that's another thing that's different with this one is it's not all like the human freaking out like, oh, it's an alien. It's an alien. So yeah, I like that. What are our children going to look like? See, I, oh, I don't, I'm afraid to ask that question. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. What was your least favorite part? The cover. What? I enjoyed a lot you saying how it was one of your favorite parts. Here's why. <laughs> it's not for like, yes, obviously I enjoy the cover, but here's my problem with it is the descriptions of your characters do not once again match the cover. Oh, yeah. And that it's, it is like a thing. She's supposed to have curly red hair, which you can barely see, but definitely not red, but him. Okay. He's supposed to have ridges like along his shoulders, his back, his elbows. Oh, yeah. Where are these fucking ridges? Aside from that, the cover's fine. I do like the inclusion on the back of like the spaceship. And the little, is that a galaxy? Yes. So I enjoy it overall, but like, yeah. when you put characters description in a story and this one spends a lot of time dealing with the description of your characters, I just, it boils my brain. Like it makes me crazy. So I, yeah, I agree with that. But that's one of the things it, and it's not a big thing because yes, I would absolutely display this and make uncomfortable conversations happen, but they don't match. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I, yeah. Okay. So bear with me. You're a human female. You've woken up, you know, you've been stolen from your bed. You yes. wake up in an alien spaceship. You're traumatized. You've watched this woman now be violated and you're in outer space now. Mm, yeah. But she's then hung upside down, caught like animal in a trap literally and wakes up with this guy like molesting her and she goes very quickly from like traumatized abducted human to like okay he's blue he has three fingers there's ridges in weird places but i'm here for that <laughs> so i didn't it was just so quick yeah from, it went what am i even doing here like oh crap i'm in charge of these women now to like i'm madly in love with this alien so but you don't have it's a shorter book so it has to happen quickly well, I mean, it was insta-lust for sure. Yeah, it was definitely. But I didn't, I mean, overall, like this book is, it's just, it's hilarious. It's like just good, entertaining, hilarious. There's not a lot to hate about it, honestly. Yeah. What about you? What about your least favorite part? This kind of goes, it's like ties into the quotes, or actually it ties into my favorite part as well. When Vectal is telling all the guys, hold up, wait, these women need to consent. Like, they need to choose you. You can't just go at it. You know, they, they need to accept you before you proceed. Mm -hmm. And then they, I know their cultures are different, but mm -hmm. still, it was just like, uh-uh, uh-uh, no. They're like, well, no, that's not how it works, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, listen here, you little fuck. <laughs> that's how it works but well that's how it's supposed to work with humans mm -hmm. i get it i get the context but it was just like a big shut the fuck up yeah <laughs> there was that and okay so this was short 
Yeah. This is like what 200 pages, even less than that. Yeah, it's very short 179. Holy shit! Yeah, it's, short. <laughs> it's a novella. Yeah, so it being short, the ending. So she did such a good job at cramming everything in there. She did, but the ending felt very abrupt. Yes, it was a cliffhanger, yes, but at the same time, it, it was just kind of weird mm. where it ended. Mm. It was just very yeah. Huh. All right, we're done. They get the women. They save yeah. the women. They kill the monster thing to give them their sequi yeah. and the little green men. Oh, that the little green men return. That's what I'm saying. So they go off to that was just even even more ridiculous. Like one paragraph to mention. Yeah. It was like I was like that. It's too soon. It's too soon for them to come back. Considering she has 20 books in the series as of right now. The little green men could have come back later. They didn't need to come back in the middle of like the last two page sex scene at the yeah. end of the book. And then that's why it was so like, wait, what? Yeah. They're, they're bangeranging. <laughs> uh, they go off in the forest to bangerang in peace. And then the little green men show up with their ship and they're looking for the mm-hmm. women and then they leave because they pranked mm-hmm. them basically. They took the women's trackers so all the women got a tracker implanted they did and they removed them during the rescue they threw them into a metlac layer which metlacs are like these fucked up asshole teddy bears basically that'll fuck you up or as georgie called them with her numerous star wars references ewoks yeah yeah i mean i also that's another thing not worth mentioning as a favorite part but like the giggles from the star wars references like not hoth not hoth (laughs) like the women literally they call this planet not hoth even after they find out the name of the actual planet yeah they just keep referring to it as not hoth (laughs) it's not hoth and every single time i'm like she took yeah a little bit from like all kinds of sci-fi in the popular media and just threw them all in here and mix them all up and it's beautiful and I love it. It works. It works. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so not nothing too bad. What were your what the fuck moments? Okay, we've talked about the ridges. Yes. But when we're talking about this gigantic blue cock with ridges, yeah. with a spur. Oh yeah, I forgot about the spur. <laughs> How could you forget about the spur? Because the other what the fuck moment is literally the butt sex at the end. Like Wait, they have the very end. I literally reread this. How do I not remember this? Because it's specifically, they talk about how his people, the Sequi, have tails. Yeah. Which I think I've forgotten to mention up to this point. So Georgie and Dektal have this one conversation about how she doesn't have a tail. And, you know, she asks him basically about doing doggy style. And he's like, we've never done it that way. Our kind have tails. So at the very end, in their last moments, like she's strung over the rock. And he's in her from behind, and the spur is conveniently located to just hit her ass. So it's in, and it's the most orgasmic sex she's ever had. Spur butt sex. Spur butt sex. It's, that, for me, was just like, what the fuck? Why is this happening in the last page of the book? Why? A sentence you would use to recommend this to a friend. Spur butt sex. Spur butt sex. <laughs> <laughs> Any more what the fuck? The rape scene at the beginning for absolutely no apparent reason. Um, like, literally, this the the orange basketball head aliens. Yeah. They, their whole job is to punish the women for the little green aliens whenever they make noise. Because apparently they're like, the green aliens are super sensitive to noise. So they capture a woman and she wakes up and she screams her head off because obviously. Yeah. You've been abducted by aliens. (laughs) So they like gang rape her and she's dead halfway through this very short book. She has, there's no purpose. We don't talk about it again. Why was that necessary? Yeah. I, so that was, that was that. What was your what the fuck moment? That was also one of my what the fucks. My thing is, okay, Mm -hmm. let's think of the context. You're setting stakes. Mm -hmm. You're setting up danger you're setting up just how bad and serious this could get for them Mm -hmm. okay why would you then put this character through that Mm -hmm. and then just kill her off Mm -hmm. i remember thinking because i knew it was a series so i was like oh you know what i want to read her book Mm -hmm. i want to read her survivor story and then they just fucking killed her off it just really felt 
like a cop-out. Yeah, it really was. Think about it. If Dominique had gotten her own book, like her yeah. development would have been phenomenal. I think like you, I was expecting more, like to see her again, like like some kind of survival. And then the other thing is, it's like Georgie finds her and they go back and they never talk about it again. Yeah, do they even bury her? Like, do they do anything? No. I'm, they could have. I might have missed it. And that's my bad if I did. You know, that was just a bummer. Yeah. Red flags. Oh, let's count the red flags flying. <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> uh, okay. So the possessive behavior of Vectal is obviously problematic. Like he literally pulls her from the trap in the tree and is like, she's my resonance. She is mine. I'm like, mm, is that how that works? The insta-love, insta-lust thing obviously is there, but the biggest thing is the very manner that this queen is going to save their life, but at the same time, it will control who they mate, and they have to have this queen to survive, so it's like, here you go, you must now be a possession of the other person, you're mated, happy living on this ice planet. (laughs) (laughs) How'd your red flags go? (laughs) Very similar. Pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think about shit like this. I know I'm not normal. It's fine. <laughs> he wakes her up with oral sex, right? Right. So he takes her suit off of her and stuff. What happened when the when the ship crash landed? <laughs> right? Right? They were cut. She's literally covered in pee and poop, and she hasn't been bathed at all. And he just I just blacked that out of my memory of reading the story. I'm like, okay, I think that's how I forgot like space shit happening because I I had to just block that. I was like, she's gonna spend days covered in this shit. Like literally shit. Yeah, she's literally covered in shit and pee. And he just goes to town. But his queen knows that she is for him. Listen, don't. And that, that's another red flag. You literally blame all your shit, all your piss poor behavior. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> You're blaming all your poor red flag behavior on your freaking glow worm in your chest. It's going to start purring as soon as you meet the right person. She's covered in filth. We'll say filth. That makes it better, more palatable. We'll say filth. She's literally covered in filth. Hanging upside down in your like meat trap. And you're just, I, oh, oh, Vectal, I can't with you. I can't. Have at it. Go to town. All right. Uh. Okay. <laughs> like, is it just me? I think about stuff like this and I guess I'm like, oh my God. I honestly, like I said, I think I blacked out that whole space happening. Yes, it's very non-con. It's like, oh, you're my mate, so I'm just going to do this. It's like, she has passed the fuck out. Would you stop? Yeah, <laughs> I hated that one normally wakes up in such a situation like should lose their fucking shit <laughs> you're like karate chopping immediately like <laughs> like you know <laughs> just dude also i forgot this is another what the, this is a big what the fuck for me they make that whole okay georgie comes up with the plan yeah the plan we need to take out this guard mm-hmm. we can we can take him he can't take all of us right. we'll we'll overpower him and get his gun sure okay everyone's like yeah 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 okay when the time comes they all fucking scurry to the back and they're about to let her ass get raped poor georgie (laughs) where is the loyalty ladies huh huh i know some people are gonna be like how dare you they were traumatized blah 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 blah. then don't fucking agree to the plan it's interesting that you bring up the loyalty because there's a moment later in the book where she's questioning georgie's questioning her own loyalty and like feeling like she's a traitor to the group of women because she's fallen for Vectal. but like you say like where's the loyalty and like you know going up against this alien like trying to get free but she's going to give up this like mate you know her happiness basically yeah. yeah to you know defend them and protect them i was like she owes you no loyalty like you were not loyal to her so right yeah i was like oh i don't, I don't well know. liz liz was loyal yes liz, liz. stood by her yes. she had her back yeah everyone else hid in a corner we're just gonna let it happen whatever happened happened yeah no but yeah red flags galore red flags all around that whole planet of red flags yeah. whole planet of red flags it's the red flag planet barbarians yeah. red flag <laughs> barbarians red fiber we could retitle it i'm sure she wouldn't mind 
<laughs> oh yeah, let's let's slide right on into this. Is there something to be learned from this book that applies to daily life? My realistic answer, which is of course not, because this is the most unrealistic book I think I've ever read in my entire life. It's so outrageous. Uh... But if one would like to live in a world where there's aliens, I figured um, she can make the best out of a shitty situation. Maybe you too can mate with a huge and well-endowed blue yeah. alien. So it's like, you know, when the world's giving you like shit sandwiches, just, you know, fly out into space and hook yourself a blue alien. Yeah. Did you find an application to <laughs> a lesson learned? I'm going to throw it out there. Here's the thing. When Georgie literally says, oh, let's have unprotected sex. He can't get me pregnant, right? You dumb ass. <laughs> Pay attention to your birth control. Always ask. Don't just assume that since he has a vaguely different wiener that the 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 sauce <laughs> won't fertilize the eggs. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> as soon as soon as she said that, I was like, this bitch gonna be fucking pregnant. She's gonna get pregnant. Of course she is. Do you have a spicy snippet you'd like to share about this book? Not really specifically because I mean there are a lot of opinions around this one. Yeah. It got, you know, a lot of attention on book talk. So it's like there are people that love it and the people that hate it. But for me in my experience reading, it was well written alien smut. Like, you know, aside from like the weird spur butt sex thing. It was, if you're into alien, human, interspecies, love story, sex bits, then fine. It's just, where's the romance? You know, you have this little glow worm that's controlling, you know, your, your emotions and your ability to procreate. You know, the popular opinion is like, you know, great alien sex. It's a great no. love story. It's like, is it a love story or is it kind of Stockholm Syndrome? I like it. Um, do you have a spicy snippet you would like to share? This book honestly wasn't that bad. No. That's my spicy snippet. Because you get the synopsis, you see the cover, and you're like, oh, this is trash. But then <laughs> you read it. It's funny as shit. Genuinely hilarious. The sarcasm is on point. Yeah. Solid world building. Sure. That's something I did. I left this out of my favorite part, but it, it was actually one of my favorite parts. The world building was really well done mm -hmm. especially for such for less than 200 pages mm -hmm. she fit a lot in there and then there were so many details that she added like the spaceship mm -hmm. the origin story for Vectal's people yeah and it was so cool it was it was an interesting way of you know giving the backstory of the planet like it covers not only the planet they're on and like why there's oxygen and why the women are getting sick yeah but also like where Vectal's people came from like the history of some of that some of the details that a lot of you know romance writers and science fiction writers like just separating the two genres yeah you have a hard time developing a world like if you're creating a, a completely it's new you have to make up all the rules. It's everything. Yeah. You spend a lot of time trying to like set the stage for that. And then to have to introduce characters to that and their world and their experiences. I thought that was a really clever way actually of doing that. But yeah, it, it was pretty good. I, I did honestly really enjoy that more than I thought. And I like that you turn people's hate around. It was like, yeah, no, you think this is a bad thing, but like, this is, this is one of the greatest parts. It's funny as shit. It really is. All right. Let's get into the speed round. Are you ready? I am. I feel like I know this answer already. Who would you want to be besties with and why? I might surprise you that it's not Liz. It's Kira. Oh, okay. Okay. It's Kira because, you know, she's also developed like Liz is. And yes, I love Liz for her snark. Yeah, I do. But Kira has the magical earpiece that understands alienese. And I think a translator, you know, in this situation, I'm going to be besties with her. I can bring the snark myself. I don't need Liz for snark. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you want to be besties with and why? Our girl Liz. Yes. Shit, listen, if I'm in that shitty of a situation, if I'm in a very traumatic situation like that, I want someone there that's going to make me laugh. I say we just have a girl squad. 
and like have both of them as besties because yeah I really feel like the two of them are a great compliment to any girlfriend group so oh yeah we'll be running that place oh, sure it'll be we're just gonna take over <laughs> it'll be ours <laughs> who do you want to throat punch and why the basketball head aliens obviously this is like rapey motherfuckers so fuck them and I'm throat punching them to death and normally I would not want to throw punch anyone, but I'm throw punching them. That's that. Who would you throw punch and why? Same, except you know what? Honestly, there'd be a throat punch, a dick punch. Oh, for sure. and then I just cut their dick off. That's yeah. I was going to say, do we have to stop at punching? Because we're just going to get real violent think... with it. <laughs> Who would you want on your side in a fight and why? Any one of the male sequi. They are over seven feet tall. They're extremely capable fighters, obviously. They're literally barbarians. Why would they not be on my side in a fight? Hopefully you're going to agree, but let's find out. Oh my God, we've agreed twice in a row. What's happening? Stop. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Same. They'd fuck shit up. They're ready to go. Honorable mention, Georgie. She whooped that alien's ass. With the gun. You're not kidding. She couldn't figure out how to use the gun. But she knew how to use it as a blunt instrument. Yes. As an honorable mention, Georgie. <laughs> Give her a gun, she'll beat you to death with it. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you cast for these characters? Characters being Georgie and Vectal. Georgie, I figured I would cast Jamie King because she played a Southern Belle in Heart of Dixie very convincingly. Oh. And she could definitely pull off Redhead. So Jamie King. Georgie yeah that's a good one thank you it was a struggle to find some of these for Vectal I honestly am not gonna lie it went straight to Avatar cast and said not Sam Worthington any other blue Navi (laughs) so Laz um Laz Alonzo he played the like love rival to Sam Worthington's character he was the other important clan member that is who I picked but I would be interested in who you would cast for these characters. This is so funny because I went in an entirely different direction. We knew we weren't going to keep agreeing. We knew. <laughs> I, it was too good. It was too good to be true. Oh, <laughs> I focus more on the comedy aspects sure. of this book because I feel like if they ever made a film, it's just straight, straight slapstick. It would. For Georgie... I went with an actress that does this very well. Anna Kendrick. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> she does vulnerability very well. She does independent, strong female very well. And she is a queen at comedy. She is. So I feel like that it just encapsulates all of the necessities to play Georgie's character. I like it. And then... For Vectal, gonna be basic and like the first guy, The Rock, John Cena, mm-hmm. you know, large dudes, but it's a little obvious. It's like, no, no, no. Harry Cruz. Oh, I like that. I forgot to mention what Anna Kendrick's been in. Uh, so Anna Kendrick, her plane, I think her biggest movie is the pitch per well, her biggest film parts are the pitch perfect franchise yeah that put her on the map i think definitely uh terry cruz what i watched him in recently is brooklyn 99 and his character in that that's i immediately i was like oh you know what terry cruz would be good for this i agree hell yeah and he is a very large buff man so he really he could i mean he's not probably over seven feet tall like my imaginary alien but yeah they can just give him boxes to stand on when they film it's fine (laughs) pretty sure they can do a lot with him they'll figure it out yeah that's what we think let's see what some other people think so we're gonna go high we're gonna go high to low but it won't even be depressing it's just it's gonna make you laugh so it works. Helen 2.0 gave it five stars. 10 out of 10 would bang a blue <laughs> alien and don't deny it. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Okay. Uh, All right. 10 out of 10. 
Nivesa gave it five stars. So I fucking love this. Apparently, big blue alien bastards with horns and a tail are my literary romance kink. <laughs> Own your kink. Own it. Don't be ashamed. Devin gave it four stars. I started reading this as a joke, but I quickly realized that I am the joke because I actually like this. <laughs> Me. Honestly, no, I didn't know. I had no idea what to expect. I was like, this is probably gonna be garbage, but let's do it. I'll die on this hill. It was good. It wasn't garbage. I said what I said. You said what you said. Sadar gave it four stars. I have never despised myself so much for liking a book. I feel you. I feel you. That's real. Jenna, another four star review. You actually don't see this review. Carry on. <laughs> it's like, it's four stars, but you don't see this, so keep going. I didn't rate this. This, is, this doesn't exist. Look away. <laughs> Azanta gave it three stars. Uh. Uh. That's it. She just, she just said, uh. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Do you agree? Alluring B gave it 2.75 stars. Believe me, even I'm judging myself for this. <laughs> Last one. Danielle gave it one star. I cannot believe TikTok convinced me to read this book. Perfect. 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 <laughs> I cannot believe TikTok made actually make me read this book. Oh, yeah. Big moment. How many and what kind of phallic symbols would you rate this book? Obviously, I went with spurs because obviously. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I will give it three and a half spurs. You know what? Four spurs. Excellent. So four spurs, three and a half spurs. Okay. I usually try to do like a song or something, but it just, <laughs> but I don't have the bi-weekly boner theme song. Maybe we should do a contest. <laughs> yeah, right. Someone please come up with a bi-weekly boner theme song. If I had sound effects, I would just do like a boing. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> can't you just do that? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I don't think I have a door stopper in here. Cause I have like old vintage doors. Oh, one of those. Yeah. Oh man. I should just, all right. That would be perfect. Whenever I'm in someone's house and they have a door stopper, I'm just going to like record it on it. my phone. <laughs> I will do the same for you. If I find uh, one. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think of the few houses I go to, if any of them have one. I think my family's house has one. They're all so old school. Like, yeah. They don't have them anymore. Yeah. I just thought about that. Damn. I'll look around for you. That's weird. Mm-hmm. All right. Boing. <laughs> love it okay <laughs> it's time for the bi-weekly boner yes okay this week's boner is going it goes along with the space theme okay it's it's a little different which i feel like with a bi-weekly boner it could be a description it could be a euphemism mm -hmm. and it could be like a weird boner fun fact which is kind of what this is. <laughs> I grew up watching Star Trek with Patrick Stewart. Most people know who Spock is. If you don't, he's a Vulcan alien and he's part of Captain Kirk's crew on Star Trek. What most people and myself never knew or didn't know, we know now. If I have to know, you have to know. If I suffer, you suffer. Here we go. Okay. What was unknown before to moi is a part of the Star Trek fandom is fascinated with Spock's dick. About. Right? Just his. I, I am including the whole Wikipedia page on this. There is a whole Wikipedia page dedicated to this. The fandom being like very intrigued and fascinated and focused on Spock's alien peen. Because of his whole like emotionalist thing, or okay, 
So like we're talking like people that would write fan fiction and stuff about it, like hardcore fandomers. So <laughs> like I said, there's a whole ass Wikipedia page. It's pretty lengthy. all the puns intended (laughs) all right i hate myself it's fine this wikipedia page it it includes diagrams (laughs) which i would say i'd include it with the launch post on the instagram but i don't want the instagram to get banned so yeah i'll include the link to the wikipedia in the show notes so on in the show notes on the website (laughs) i list everything we talk about so if you're ever confused it's it's all there yes this started um this all took place back in the 70s uh apparently fans were writing in writing letters into the show creators with all kinds of (laughs) very specific questions about spock's junk (laughs) as in what color it was due to blood flow was it double ridged what kind of motion did it have yes yes like this is real like they really did this they needed answers i mean i'm gonna suggest you pull up the wikipedia page and look at the diagram so we can talk about it don't judge me google stop listening to what we're doing (laughs) what why are the words rhythmic wave-like pulsations of the penile muscles end quote the people need to know (laughs) double ridged what is this it is so in-depth and detailed why i think people probably role-played but also i think people wrote a lot of fan fiction i think that's what i i I get a i get a feeling that they wanted it to be accurate i don't know that i ever needed to see the fan art created by such minds and now i can never unsee this love that love this okay (laughs) yeah like the show creators were so thrown off when they started getting letters about this stuff they're just kind of like um what there's like oh something like oh the blood flow in humans uh the blood goes to the penis and it's red so what color is are the balls blah 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 like just shit like that (laughs) self-lubricating penises oh hey there you go i feel like there's a market for that So maybe because he was alien, they needed a description of his genitalia to make the romance real. I I, I can see how they got there. Yeah, I can see. I can see. <laughs> not safe for work. It is definitely not safe for work. And now we will all suffer together. Optional though. It's you don't have to look. You don't have to look it up. I got no optional. I got no optional. <laughs> Not fair. You don't get optional. You signed a waiver. I signed the waiver. <laughs> That's right. You got to sign a waiver to be on this show. It's wild. If you die while recording, <laughs> sign this waiver. <laughs> sign sign <this> it. Waiver. <laughs> Very hazardous. <laughs> really is. I have problems. We've, we've discussed this. Okay. Yeah. That's the galactic stiffy for this week, but eventually I'd like to hear some black pole. Uh, <laughs> 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 Laugh at my puns. <laughs> Why are you like this? Why I like this? I think we've gone a little loopy. <clears throat> All right, so we're gonna do we're gonna do the adult reread okay i'd like to hear some black pole descriptions from all of you listeners no pictures please just written descriptions you can email the goods to turgitomespodcast at gmail.com put bi-weekly boner in the subject line and don't forget you must include the name of the book and author we're gonna plug okay let's plug your instagram one more time because i probably forgot because it was the beginning yeah you did the goal you have 22 Instagram followers as of today. Yeah. Okay. By the end of Smutmas, the goal is to get Heather at least 25. I am going to go above that and say are. 30. What's that handle? Musing underscore Metzger. And you're going to put that link, you said, with the podcasts. 
Yes. If so, if spelling's an issue, mm-hmm. I'm going to link it in the show description. I will link it in the show notes. And I also follow Heather on the podcast Instagram. Yeah. So you can you can look her up through there. So all right. Let's see. By the end, by the 29th of December, let's see if we can get you 30 followers. I'm very excited. I like it. I hope we can. <laughs> well, thanks for being on again. Thanks for having Heather's me. Heather's never coming back. Never again. <laughs> we have scarred her enough where she will never come back. I I will come back if it's not alien. We won't have a diagram next time. <laughs> yes. Okay, so that's that. Join me back here in two weeks to continue the Smut Miss Spectacular with Credence by Penelope Douglas. And remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down. Merry Smut Miss. Doodles. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or liking, subscribing, and following on whatever platform you're listening on. Not enough action for you? You can follow Turgid Tomes Podcast on Instagram, like the Facebook page, or join the Goodreads group where you can chat with other listeners, lurk tawdry reviews, and get a heads up on what we're reading and drinking. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can send it to turgidtomes at gmail.com. And last but not least, remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down.